Golf guys are here. So I love seeing you guys cross over. It's nice. You know, it's change pace my morning. I get hugs from you guys, which is different from Ailish and Justin. They never hug me. So that sucks. I always it's tough. I love a hug. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're a big hug guy. I got to start giving you more hugs, man. Yeah, it's true. I, it, I got to, I just realized how short I am in here right now that everyone <laughs> is tough. six, f- four and a lot up. of, a lot of snuggling into our bosoms. Yeah. When we hug you. A lot of me hoisting my chair as high as it goes <laughs> right now. Yeah, I went down low to make sure you look tall. <laughs> yeah, thanks buddy. Yeah, no problem. I, I appreciate it. I, I do have, I do have a long torso. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what they all say. No, I love for short, short legs. Yeah. Long oh, legs are short. Is that really it? Is no, that a short guy line? I have heard that. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I, just, just every part of my body is long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're gangly. <laughs> yeah. You're a gangly just, just guy. Neck, legs, yeah. arms, yeah. everything. Got There's me. a reason why when we're hanging out, you're the one who's stubbing his toes and hitting Hit his, his uh, hitting oh, yeah. his arms and stuff off things. The amount of times I've seen Sammy nail his elbow on something and then look at you like, infinite. You guys did on your show today. I actually am stealing two things from your show. Uh-oh. So, well, one is what you just asked me right now. Oh, about uh, Conor Bedard and Leon Dreisettle? Yeah. We just, we just had this because he signed his entry level, so we were, like, doing the Bill Simmons yeah. trade uh, value thing. Yeah. And then we were got, we got into the debate whether they would trade Conor Bedard for Leon Dreisettle straight up. Yeah, 0% chance. That the Oilers do it. No, d- the neither team does it. Yeah, I think, no, you're right. Neither team does it. Because if you're Chicago, you're not selling, we're trying to be good. You're trying to sell hope. Mm -hmm. And... Man, you're right. I think Oilers more Oilers so don't think do it. about it. You you guys are way too quick to say Oilers don't do it. I'm not saying they for sure do it by any means, but that's a meeting at Dreisaitl the very has least. Two years left on his contract. It's a meeting. Yeah, they you don't get do the, it. Connors? Yeah. the Connors. No, but it doesn't matter because you're trying to win yeah. right now. And Ken Holland is like his retirement Buddy. year. He's not. He's like I'm trading my best uh, player in the playoffs. I was going to say. Connor could Bedard. you imagine what it would be like when they had to go tell McDavid that that happened? <laughs> not good. They're like, hey, are you busy? <laughs> you think I'm <laughs> knock, knock. You think I'm that. grumpy at 5.55 yeah, in the morning? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. grumpy. <laughs> They're not doing anything that would ever shake the boat no. with McDavid. Especially this is a guy who left a million dollars a year on the table when he signed his contract extension because he cares about winning hockey. You know? Imagine. He's not uh, trying to be the richest guy. I know. So, I know. He went, you know what? I want to win on his first deal and went, yeah. And actually also I'll sign the eight year banger. I'll make sure that I'm here for a long time and I'll take less because I want to win championships and then, not you know, contract negotiations. He wants to win co- cops, yeah. not contract negotiations. That must be crazy. That's, that's what we have here. Yeah. It's like, great. Who wins? <laughs> the contract negotiation. <laughs> What's crazy is that we've had this now for so long that there's genuinely a generation of Leaf fans yeah. who are deeply invested in the players winning their contract for sure. Oh, yeah. That's our guys. Guys who are like Willie, you told me he's over ten. <laughs> yes. Give him the ten. I'm just telling you to take less. I don't care what he's worth. Yeah. That's what it's I'm telling him. So sad. It's that's the so saddest true. thing, man. I told you he was worth ten. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And he's better than this guy. Uh, so why does he deserve more? You're like, you know that Nylander's not giving you any of that money, I'm tired, eh? man. Can we just can you just sign for eight, eight I know. for eight, and no. just be done with it, man? I, I gotta tell you too. The there's a bit of link, growing frustration with me too with the no Matthews extension. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because like just a, bit, just a bit. Well, here's the thing: Nylander's dominating the news cycle, and rightfully so, because his is mm-hmm. uh, worse. Yes. This is a guy who For sat sure. out half a season. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, golf. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna talk golf in one second. Please, I just golf. <laughs> it went. Uh, we're all sitting on those reports. Like it was like Elliot who went, hey. This it's it's gonna get done. Basically done. Yeah, it's basically done. 
hey, we're not talking about it. It's just between, you know, what, how long it's going to be. And the like, money. Right, but other yeah. than that, it's all straightened out. I know. And That's... now we're just sitting here and it's, hey, so July is, yeah. we're on the back. Almost done. Was, it, was the deadline August 1st? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's when he could sign, right? And, and if you're talking about setting the culture, this is the thing that pisses me off about the Matthew stuff is he could so quickly put Nylander in, a in his yeah. contractual yes. place mm-hmm. by going, I'm actually taking less than what I could and, and a significant chunk less than I could. I want to be here. Hey, buddy, do you want to be here? I'm making, I'm making room for other guys. Mm-hmm. Let's try to make sure that we win a Stanley Cup. Yep. That'd be sick. Be and instead awesome. it's like... But they're waiting to announce... Matthews, Matthews, because they don't want to piss off Willie. It's like, oh, my God. I, I, no I hate this so on, much. I hate it, too. I hate this so much. It's crazy. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. But this, like, you, us three, like, we grew up diehard Leaf fans who, from salary cap forward, have, like, Lindros player tees yeah. in our homes, <laughs> you know? Like... It, it has not been exactly the greatest market coming no. for superstars that are in their prime, right? Mm-mm. Like, Finally watch them. Jason Allison skate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch him go and, like, he'll get there. <laughs> He's still going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just a has few he tried more. that cheese yet? There's, yeah, yeah there's a penalty shot that is still in progress from the year 2009. <laughs> like, this is such a star. It's been a dry market for stars mm-hmm. in the cap era. And yet... Fans of a certain age at this point are just in the mode of just go away. Beat down. Trade these guys yeah. for less than who they are Will because he? I just can't deal with the mental anguish of them fighting nickel and diming their yeah. general managers over, you know, an extra 500K. It just, it's, it's gotten to be too much. It's just the salary cap's fault. Yeah, we sure. would never have one of these conversations ever if there was no salary cap. Yeah. There's I, a luxury yeah, tax. It just, they the would least pay you just guys. spend the most and it yeah. would just be done. I will say, though, that, okay, sure. Guess who else has a salary cap? All the other teams. Guess what else? Have? Timo yeah. Meyer goes to yeah, New no, Jersey yeah. of all Listen, places for five minutes. I've been on like, Timo, like, like, why he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately done. Yeah. Don't worry about it, fellas. We're here. <sighs> we got a good team. Let's try to win. Here, it's just for whatever different. Now we got Ryan O'Reilly out there going, it's different. It's different. I went, yeah. All right. Great. Okay. Thanks, man. You came here. We gave you the commercials. Everybody loved you. Everybody went down to Buffalo, rooted you on when you were down there. Yeah. And now you're talking about how it's different here. It's like, yeah, no, real. Oh, playing for the Leafs is different? Yeah, it was awful. What a surprise. Must have been horrific. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, please. Golf. Okay. <laughs> so here's the other thing I'm stealing from you guys, which okay. is, it's not even stealing from you guys. It's stealing from Adam Stanley. Oh, the, the Steph Curry take? So yeah, obviously yes. Guns loves Rory McIlroy to the point where he's trying to raise his son right now, like Rory McIlroy. <laughs> like, remember that Rory golf commercial where Rory's out there as a little kid oh, hitting yeah. balls in the rain and he's like... Go out there. We don't care. You're in the rain. Guns has his kid on that program. And and like Guns, Guns is doing the thing that cat owners do. And they're like, Mr. Mischief wants oh, his treat. Yeah. He's, Guns is posting social media stuff where his son's like, oh, my son was badgering me to go to the rain. It's just true. Okay. Woke me up at the crack of dawn and said, dad, father, please take me to the driving range. I beg of you. So yeah, no, you've you've worked yourself a nice little, oh, yeah. you know, racket here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is nice. So obviously, Guns thinks everything Rory McIlroy does matters the most, even though no one cares about Rory McIlroy whatsoever. Like he's pretty much irrelevant at this point. Like win the Masters or it's nothing. Um, 
<laughs> rebuttal. Just, <laughs> no. I'm just gonna let that. No, go. but it's fine. No, it's you fine. know, it's 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 kind of true. Like we we want to see Rory win the Masters, and if he doesn't do that, it's kind of like all right, yeah, yeah whatever. It's just the guy the we Sc- talk about all the time, yeah. but no one cares. But the Scottish, it's the Scottish Open. Like, come on, let's yeah, be real here. In, in the generals, you know. Lexicon of non-golf people, the Scottish Open could not matter. No, less. exactly. For sure. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you. This so thing. I'm not even going to debate the idea of Steph Curry's shot versus sure. that win because to me, it's it's not even comparable. Like we can just go to social media and look at what mm-hmm. Steph Curry did. And I, I made this point yesterday because I was building off of your guys' thing. Is that if you see Steph Curry do that, you're thinking like, man, that looks so fun. That looks so fun. What just happened with him, the running up and down the course and everybody celebrating. It just makes golf feel more accessible when guys like that are involved Mm -hmm. and it brings in a new audience. And to Mm -hmm. me, that's why it's bigger for golf than Rory winning the Scottish. It's not more important to the game of golf. Duh. That's Rory, but it is bigger in terms of exposure. My question is, is there anyone that could win the open where it will be bigger for golf than the Steph Curry shot? Um, Maybe Ricky Fowler. No. Ricky Fowler? Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the most popular guys over a full generation of young people. Like, he's the young people's golfer, and he's had this, like, renaissance over the last year where Mm. he's been one of the better players on tour. He was in the final pairing of the U.S. Open. Like, if Ricky Fowler won the Open, won his first major, that would be a massive story for golf and a whole generation of fans that love him. Remember him coming up with the puka shells and the hair and, like, the orange? Orange. He was beloved by kids and he we had to watch him hit crappy golf shots for Forever. five years because of people still thought uh, other people cared about him right like he is a massively relevant guy to a certain fan base of golf like maybe a little bit of crossover with steph fans like that age group of people yep. like i really do feel like that would probably be the only one like i mm. really do the only thing i can think of and i don't think this would have the crossover or anything like that is a like aging star gets it done again like the phil, if phil mickelson which is not going to happen mm. but if he goes and wins another major after we already did the victory lap like look at this guy ripped out kepka's throat the guy mm-hmm. who can and we just had that victory lap two years ago if he does it again you throw in all the live stuff the past couple of years i think that maybe that does it but honestly no like i roll my eyes at the steph curry's thing i still don't actually believe that somebody who doesn't care about golf sees Steph Curry running around like an idiot going, oh my god, I better go like sign an up idiot to play right not now. Not triggered at all. No, right not, not remotely. Like an idiot. Well, he is running around like, like an idiot. <laughs> well, you never hit a good golf shot in your life before? My yeah. goodness. I couldn't yeah. believe it. But yeah, that's, you're right. Like, it definitely draws eyeballs yeah. in. I just don't think it actually converts those eyeballs into anything other than cool. Yeah. Maybe. I think some people would want to play golf after seeing something like that. Like, you you see a cool moment, and I think you want to be a part of a cool moment. And what I will say about Steph, too, is that he has such a huge influence over such a large portion of now, I Pied guess. Pied Piper, for sure. Like a growing, uh, I mean, I was going to say an aging group of kids, right? Yeah. Now the those little kids that you saw in Steph Curry jerseys are now like college kids in Steph yeah. Curry jerseys. Mm-hmm. I, Happened really fast and yeah, scary. I, I do think that he has the kind of influence where kids would go, I want to play golf like Steph, too. I like doing stuff that Steph does. Whereas I'm not sure anybody has it in golf right now. And the reason why, okay, so I'm bringing this up because we can all agree that the top of the leaderboard in basically every tournament now is pretty hot. Hot Like I almost hate when golf guys are like, dude, look at the leaderboard. It's hot. It's like, yeah, man, there's, 
there's 20 guys on tour right now who are really good, right? And there's a core group of guys, and one of those guys or two of those guys almost always yep. is somewhere in the mix. And so if you see a Scotty Scheffler and he's three back mm-hmm. and he's heading into Saturday, you're going, hey, he's alive in this tournament. You have to acknowledge it. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the best guys. But I wonder if we're kind of hitting a little bit of a wall with this where – People are over that idea of, hey, it's these group of guys, the top dudes. It's a bunch of other guys that are right below them, right? The Xander Shoffleys of the world, the mm-hmm. Cantleys of the world, right? The, the like, next tier down yep. dudes. Where they're there, they're around it, their names we recognize. If it's kind of time where golf is really hoping that a guy, like, starts to do, starts to play a little bit of dominance. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that if we're, if I was making the case for anybody to win this thing and anyone that would actually move the needle the most for me, it was Kepka. Mm-hmm, like if sure. Kepka can go do this again and all of a sudden he's the, the majors player mm-hmm. that shows up and had a competitive masters had just kind of starts to rip off some wins. Maybe now we have a little bit more interest as a, as that mm-hmm. lead dog front runner type. Cause Scotty Scheffler's too quiet. No, he's too much the, of a the, quiet robot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord loving we we say he has, he has resting America faces. Yeah, he is. He's just he's he's just not a compelling figure. He he has to be overtly dominant for yeah. me to give one little remote care about him. That's always been the problem with him. You look at all the other guys. I mean, even a guy like Max Homo, who doesn't have anywhere near the resume. It's like yeah. even he's got more juice than a guy like like Scheffler does. And that's not just because of the Netflix show. That's because of everything he's kind of done yeah. on, on his own. There, he but, just seems so cool. Like yeah. you want to hang. out. If you had to pick a golfer yeah, on tour, he's on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. And and he just he gets he gets it right. Right? Yeah. Like he totally gets it. Yeah. That's the problem with Scheffler is nobody's ever cared less or gotten no. it less than, than Scotty yeah. Scheffler. It's like, he's in a, he's an amazing golfer. Every time he's in the mix, guys yeah. like me and McKee are like, this is going to be great. Cause he's not going to go away, yeah. but it's the least sexy thing you've ever seen in your life. Like if even he, last I, year, I if one, if he wins, are you going to get a quote more than I'm very excited for me and my family? I just want to thank the Lord. No, for that's actually, blessing this opportunity. actually you could, you go yeah. print that in the <laughs> telegram right <laughs> now. It's like, you know, those like sports, like the fake sports quote boards. Yeah. You could put, put that, that one right down. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. I think I nailed that one. I could I could basically be chat GBT for Scotty <laughs> You could just come to me and I'd figure it out. Uh, I would get it done. No, I think I Kepka's a good one too. Because he's, like, he, he's like kind of a crossover he has the guy as well. Crossover, yeah. yeah. Where people he's just, you know, he's on the live tour and he's coming over and playing in the in the PGA tour events and he's like he's just relevant in terms of for non golf fans, I think he's relevant too. So I, I think, think, I think different. Ricky, Ricky and him are the two guys that I think would make it would cross over. The Ricky it's crazy to see what Ricky's odds are. Oh, for it's the absurd. Turn. It's if you bet that you are a madman. He's plus like, nineteen hundred. Honestly, the same year, as a, Kepka? a year ago he would have been plus two hundred and twenty-five. I was like, gonna it's, say it. it's ridiculous how much his odds have have gone up. He's playing great. He's sure. going to be on the Ryder Cup team. Like he has had an excellent season. But man, like that's a those are really really short odds to bet on Ricky Fowler at. It's just wild to see him at plus nineteen hundred, and then also Victor Hovland and Brooks Kepka. Mm-hmm. That's always the thing when you're looking at major betting. There's always a few guys in that neighborhood, and there's always going to be somebody who's boosted up there. Like, if we're just yeah. being realistic about his chances, he should probably be two or three kind of groups below that, but because yeah. of name recognition, because he just won one, yeah. It's gonna okay, be so I, I mentioned it, right? Like, there's that group of guys, and, and we all know who the players are at this point, like, who people will say that's a sexy name on the leaderboard, mm-hmm. right? It's, like, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, DJ... I, I guess we can still throw Shambo in there, right? Yeah, but he like, will not win a... No, 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 but I'm just saying, yeah, Kepka, Hovland, Rom, Scheffler, Rory. And that's what, like, all those guys are just... This is what I'm saying about the same thing. Mm-hmm. All those guys to me are just 
so similar. No? Like, say the names again. I Well, I, I can't, I'm not going to go through, like, every single one, but it's just you, you get my point of just none of those guys really seems to be sticking out as much. And Rory was a little bit, but now there's the weirdness where, like, I, I like teasing you yeah, about I it. Yeah, I know but, you do. But it's like the Rory haters have gone too far hating him because the Rory lovers have gone too far defending him. And he keeps saying these ridiculous things like he would retire before playing with Liv. And you're but like, isn't that oh, what everybody like, wanted him to say? Like, yeah. you wanted him to have this take. I said it. That we Actually, I think <laughs> I came on after the Canadian <laughs> Open, and you said, what did you want him to say? And yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, if he wanted to be yeah. real about it, he could have snapped every club in his that, bag over his leg. And then he said that exact thing. I I do yeah. still that think that has massive freezing cold takes potential. Yeah, it does. That, that quote, yeah, it's, like, it's like, oh, here's a billion dollars for a team. Roy's like, oh, I guess I won't retire then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> I was going to retire. Uh, I was right there. And, and then I, Tiger came. I understand that <laughs> everyone's been through it with the stops and starts with Rory yeah. finally getting his major, but. If he breaks through and actually wins it, that is going to feel like a massive sports story. That's not just okay. going to be a golf story. That will. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it now because we've done the thing where we get ourselves all hot and no, bothered right. and then it, it fades out. But if it actually comes to fruition, the home of golf, the oldest, all that stuff, it's going to feel like a bigger or like a bigger thing than just one of those guys winning. What was it? Was it like 2019 where Rory was red hot going into yep. the Masters yep. and he nailed that putt to mm-hmm. win a tournament and yep. we all went, oh, right he's, he's yeah. going to do it. He's he's this, this movie a million times. I was going to say, so I don't really believe in the momentum thing. But oh, I I'm not say- saying you, I'm not selling you on it because of momentum. I'm not even sitting no, here no, saying no. he's going to win. If yeah. you're no, no. a Rory fan, you would have rather him not win on last weekend. What What I was going to say is, I okay, I, obviously I'm with you on the Rory thing. Yeah. It would be a massive story. If he's there and he's actually making it happen and it's, you know, we're a year removed from the last open mm-hmm. where he was right there too and he was in the mix and yep. it was at the peak of the live stuff and we had the Netflix special and he said bleep Phil and yeah. we went, whoa. Spicy Rory. No, but really, if he's in the news for this live stuff, I think that kicks up what is their involvement with golf a little bit more. We're having more of a referendum Mm -hmm. of what it's going to look like moving forward. It's a little bit more juice to stay away from whatever it is that those guys are going to try to impose Mm -hmm. on the PGA. So I do think, like, do we agree that Rory winning would be the biggest story? Or is that because that's my follow up to you guys is what is the biggest potential story? I I think it's Rory because it's more than just the culmination of it. It's the kind of scar tissue that we've been talking about for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. The only guy that I that we've talked about that I think would change anything is Kepka because he immediately, I mean, he's already done it once this year. He's vaulted right back into big boy status. That would put him at six career majors, which is an absurd number and gets you into a truly elite club. Mm-hmm. So I think the only guy is is Kepka that can even kind of push yeah, it. And I, I, then I, I could be talked into it being bigger, but I do still think the biggest thing would be no, Rory I think there's no there's no story like he is the number one story in golf at all times. I think he's kind of taken that mantle in terms of the following from Tiger. Like okay. it's just he's the story. He's the story. If he wins, it's the biggest story. I mean, if he's in the final pair and he loses, it's the biggest story. Like everything revolves around Rory. No question. Okay, so you know I love these because this is the casual golf mm-hmm. guy coming in mm-hmm. pitching, but uh, this is my other pitch. As I've already gone over Brooks, which, you're, you're pitching me to bet. Uh, Rory at plus 700. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. These are not bets. These are, I'm not yeah. into the betting portion yet. My question here, the follow up is what about Colin Morikawa? Because this is a minority golfer. I mentioned like everyone being the same. Two okay, but, no, but not just that though. Is like I look at his odds. He's plus 3,400. Mm-hmm. And this guy was at one point supposed to sort of be one of the successors at the very, very top, one of the guys that was supposed to be the future face of golf. I remember, again, even so, if we're looking at that Netflix series, yep. when he won, mm-hmm. the whole story around him is, hey, no, this guy has the potential to be 
the next dominant guy in the game of golf. And I feel like that's gone away a little bit. So what what is happening? Well, I think part of it is that, and he won two of them, so you have to give him credit for it. Right. But part of it is he won he won a fake major on a P, one of the majors came with no crowd there. It was yeah. a COVID major. So no, those are to, all fake majors. You have 100%, to take a little yeah. bit away from that. And then the other part of it is that he just has a lot of that Scotty Scheffler to him. They showed mm-hmm. him on the Netflix show. Oh my God. And the yeah, most exciting Painful. thing you could possibly get out of him is like, I don't want to wear this shirt. And then guess what? Guess what? Oh, shocker. Taylor made an Adidas got their way and he wore the shirt that he said he was never going to wear. Okay. <laughs> that was the most exciting thing that came yeah. out of it. He just has way too much golfer in him. There is not an exciting bone in his body. He has the game to be that guy. He has the, he is as good an iron player as you'll see on tour, but that's for me. That's for McKee. That's for golf nerds. The idea that you're going to see something. It's like the most exciting thing Morikawa has ever done other than hate the shirt is call it the British open to their face after winning the thing yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. So I think it'd be very good for the golf sphere. I think that'd be awesome to have him re-inject himself in there, but I don't know crossover wise that it would, uh, that, that it would kind of, carry anyway no, it's just all the other top like 20 guys that are ranked mm-hmm. for this tournament it's all like the same white guys yep. totally yeah. like welcome to golf by yeah time. for sure i'm just <laughs> yeah my, tiger is not walking through that yeah, door my point is just with him i'm like yeah who how, how many guys are not the boring scotty scheffler type like i i think that brooks kepka for sure. is interesting like he's yeah He's just a bit of a spaz, and he's totally. he's in he's in love oh, we, with himself. We he were does talking the thing. about there's a possibility he murders one of his playing partners the first two yeah, days like, with like the two slowest guys in the earth. Dude, mm-hmm. this this is gonna sound so dumb, but even the stuff where he like dyes his hair yeah. and walks and he does the goes to Florida Panthers <laughs> games and holds up the pile. Yeah. Like he's really not afraid of no. s- standing no, out. Right. The thing is, he just seems like a normal guy you could be a, buds a with. person yeah. as opposed to. A I don't think guy. I could be buds with him. I'm sure you could. I I think I think he would wear you down. Yeah, I I think. Think that I think here's what hmm. I can get. Telling us a lot about you, yourself. Have you, you, think, have you been buds with the mirror before? No, dude. And no, no. How dare you? <laughs> I think day one, <laughs> hanging out with Brooks at a peas game. Yeah, at, hanging out where he's you know paying for everything and he's just the man and he's a big presence. You'd be like, this is the best. I love Brooks. I think day two. You're already you'd, done. You'd start to be like, okay, okay, man, settle uh, down. Yeah. Yeah, you got any more I'd of that? You got any more of that hair dye poking around? Yeah, I was like. Because I was going to say, who's the other compelling figures? Because I, I would think that, like, I kind of like Justin Thomas just because he's a bit of a crybaby whiner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he'll he'll let the crybaby whiner in him out. Even, oh, big time. Even last at the Masters where he was walking around and he was mic'd up. Yeah. Oh, and he's he had was, fans ejected for yelling stuff yeah, at him he before. Just, but I kind of, I don't mind it, right? Like, yeah. I don't mind that he's the, the one big crybaby <laughs> whiner is, on yeah. tour. And, yeah, just. Rom's you know, a huge crybaby whiner, too. I've never really seen that. Oh, no, the difference is, is he's not a crybaby. He wants to punch you in the face because he's upset he, about he whines, something. Yeah. Like, have you, have I've you, seen him mad. Did you see that video that came out? I think it was at the U.S. Open. Punch in the sign? No, oh. where, the, where the guy was like narrating. Like he came up to, he's like, oh, oh right. Rom, he's like, he's in the rough here. Yeah. And he's like, it's annoying. It's stupid. And the guy, he turns around, he's like, would you shut the... Huh? Yeah. <laughs> just like, just like tells him to shut the up. <laughs> just like incredible. I, no, I think that's you. a spaz yeah, more than a crybaby. He's a definite spaz. Like, I mean, like that. The, a spaz is a crybaby's. Yeah, you know, kind of. It's, a, yeah, it's very it's similar. No, they're different flavors. Funny, they're definitely connected. I just mean with JT, he has the waste management yeah. thing where he's like, "It's too loud yeah. here." Yeah, yeah. And then at the Masters just now, when they had him mic'd up. The entire time yeah. he was just complaining about the conditions yep. and he was like, this is too hard. And, mm. and yeah, he's dr- taking his slips from his drink.
drink, just yeah. getting mad, sour. throwing. Yeah, he's a sour guy. Yeah, like yeah, you can tell yeah. when things aren't going his For way, sure. he is in a sour, pissy mood. Big like, time. And so I don't mind that about him. Oh, the yeah. guy who's a third generation yeah, PGA yeah. pro is exactly that went to Alabama. Like, I'm shocked. Get my uh, my cousin's husband's take, who's a Florida Gators yeah. alum. He's like, oh, shocker, Alabama guy whining like that on tour all the time. It's like it's it's a rep. The reputation. Okay, so that's that's the other one is though is like so who's the compelling figure other than Homa because we can't say Homa no nope. we get Hovland. It. Homa Hovland, Hovland, is Hovland like, would compel yeah okay but give me the Hovland case then for why he's compelling because he's had a good year he's an affable guy great smile however great we player. feel about Morikawa's game yeah. him and Morikawa talked about the yeah, exact same, same way. way leading into yeah. that and Hovland's mm. been the guy who's and actually showed way it lately more personality yeah he's just a better talker they like, put I, him in dumb shirts and ask yeah. him about it and he says yeah it's a dumb shirt it's they not what I wear but they're paying shirts. me so yeah. what do you want no I I think Hovland's uh, really compelling guy. Obviously, Rom, yeah. uh, Camp Smith, super compelling. Camp to Smith me. would would immediately kind of jump back to where he was when he tucked his tail between his legs and ran home yeah. with his jug. And I, I, I think, say, but when Camp Smith won, it was such a lame moment, right? Because yeah, he, he won and he was going to live, and they were and asking the questions. Talk about it. Exactly, and it just. I don't know. I've never the, the Cam Smith stuff never resonated with when he first showed up and he looked different and he yeah, had the handlebar in the, the yeah. hair and I went, oh, who's this guy? This guy's kind of cool. Yeah. He's you know, gr- like just a nice player. Yeah. And then that thing happened and it kind of felt like he petered off and, in terms of the interest level. And two other guys I'll throw in there. You always have to throw in Spieth because so many yeah. people care about Spieth. They all do. America's yes. baby. Very very important to a lot of people in America for yeah. some reason. And Shane Lowry. Oh, well, it's because and Shane Lowry, who is like the number likeable. one beauty on tour, yeah. Yeah. who plays well at this tournament and won it a few years ago. One of the more memorable. Wins. Held on to the jug forever because yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah, have it because of COVID. He, so he had to keep for like yeah, three was, years. Yeah, it was in 2019. Mm-hmm. He won it. Yeah, uh, so yeah. so he got to do that big walk, and he he's he's the man. Yeah. So and everyone loves him. And so yeah, that I was going to say he's yeah. just you know, again just just a big Irish. Yeah, just a big Irish guy with a beard. Just an impossible. He looks like he's read of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But, he, but, he, but he has like he's a you know he's a great player. All the yeah. guys like yeah. him. He's a great quote. Like yeah. he's he doesn't take himself too seriously. But he's a he's a fierce competitor. He's a great player. I love him. Yeah, I'm putting a couple bucks on him this weekend. Okay, so this is this is kind of where this is all leading to. Am I wrong to say this has been a bit of a quiet buildup to the Open this year? I think it's fair to say. I feel like golf got super loud uh, earlier on in the year and then kind of every ever since the agreement or framework of an yeah. agreement with Liv and PGA Tour, everybody's just been kind of in a weird, almost funk in the game. Like, it has been a very weird back half of the season and, and for I think, sure. I think the U.S. Open really stunted the momentum too of mm. the season because it was like at a weird course that not a lot of people loved and Wyndham Clark beat Rory and yeah. and Ricky. Yeah. It just kind of, you know, it kind of petered out the 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 <sighs> momentum. Clark. Yeah, like yeah. Wyndham Clark B is there gonna, is there a more golf white guy name than Wyndham Clark ever. No, I was going to say he actually just sounds like a, the club pro who's like, <laughs> and we have a club pro, Wyndham, Wyndham Clark, Cl- and he just knew the course. Yeah. He's like, I, I beat these guys one day. And that's his one story. Yeah. One. Not a lot of Wyndham Clark buzz going no. into the Open. We Very little. Seen, we seen although we did play well at the Scottish Open. Yeah, but I haven't seen any uh, people going, you know, what you want to do is bet Wyndham Clark. No, you don't you know? want like, to Let's that. get some Wyndham Clark bets in here. Okay, so then let's do that now. All right, make the case for who you're betting. You, you can give me... If if you have it, I didn't ask you prep properly no, for just, this. No, I, I looked at it. I'm no. betting, I'm betting my with my heart. Well, I was going to say I, want, I was going to say give me a two parter because I okay. I wouldn't mind it if you give me one that's like a realistic bet that okay. you like, yep. and then if there's like a long shot guy that you might play for like a top ten or a top five finish okay. something like that. I was wondering how long of a shot you were wanting. Well, no, because I I, I think that with for me anyways, and we've talked about this a lot, uh, like especially you and I, Sammy, is that with golf betting, wait till the weekend. Yeah, it's just, unless yep. you're betting top 
five, top 20, top 10 finishes, right? Or you're taking big long shots, then it usually doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. Like if you want to bet Rory McIlroy, guess what? Plus seven hundred. If absurd. he's yeah, if he's going to be in the mix, you can probably get him around that number after a good Thursday, yep. after a good Friday. Like he's not going to be he's he's not going to be you know minus two fifty heading into Saturday. So you can probably wait on that number. Mm-hmm. Where it makes sense, I think, is kind of the tier of. After the plus 1,900 guys, like once you get into Ty Hatton plus 2,200, Shoffley plus 2,400, like, you know, this tier of guys, mm-hmm. the plus with like with a number two in front of it, that's where you start to get into it. Like Max Homa plus 4,900. I love that. Honestly, okay. it's JT was, plus so 4, Quickly on Homa, yeah. this is a guy who we spent the entirety of the lead up to the U.S. Open talking about how this guy was not only ready to win a major, ready to win a major this year, and he mm. was going to win the U.S. Open. It was in his home, not his home course, but right in his own neighborhood. He had the course record there. Had the course record there, mm, could not handle it, yeah. did not perform well. And I think that Homa is the perfect personality. He's showing it in his ability to bounce back since. And also with Lynx Golf, you need a guy who is not going to get squirrely when things don't go well, and they're not going to go well for everybody out there. So as far as long shots go, 49 to 1 for Homa, that I actually do love. I'm not saying go crazy on it, like it's a long shot to win no. a golf tournament, but I uh, I do like Homa as a, as a long shot Same winner. odds as Wyndham Clark, by yeah. the way. Window. I will tell you who's going to finish better. I'd yeah. take him in a head-to-head right now, that's for sure. I wonder if you can actually get that one. Um, I think if you're looking down and even further, you, you actually can best head to head Wyndham Clark versus Max Homa, Max Homa minus one Oh five, Wyndham Clark minus minus one twenty five. So Homa yeah. is the yeah. slight dog is like the slight dog mm-hmm. here. Yeah, like so him. I'm going to play. I'm okay. going to bet that. Let's right. do that. Let's that's do a that. guns bug. Yes, I'm Let's go. That's that's right there. Let's uh, do that sucker. One of the bets. I, I always love doing it at majors is the first round leader yeah, to try to hit one, to have a yeah. bankroll for the rest of the weekend. It's always so fun. And like there, you get good numbers on him. Like mm-hmm. the worst odds here is plus nineteen hundred for Scotty Scheffler. Like plus nineteen hundred for Rory McIlroy. Like yeah, that's way can, better can, for that stuff. Yeah. You can get a lot of big names. You just, it's it's obviously way harder to predict because mm-hmm. literally anyone could be leading after the first round. It's the first round of a major as opposed to like the weekend. But like there's great numbers for great players. Like if you like you know like Ricky Fowler plus twenty nine hundred if he has a hot start. Ramos You're plus horny 2, for Ricky. I am horny for Ricky. Well, you not, are. I shouldn't say I'm horny. You are. But like I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily want him to win, but I think he's playing well and he could be leading after the first round for sure. I don't think he's going to win it. I got to admit that I'm a sicko who roots against Ricky. Like I, I don't want to see I, I, it's funny that. that. It's been really funny that you painted me into this corner because I 100% root against him too. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, I just, I kind of like having, it, this is where the sicko and same thing when we had David Price and he was ripping it up for the Red Sox and he started to go on his tear. Yeah. I went, nah, I don't like this. I like having our one <laughs> choker guy that we all agree ha- is a choker. You know, like I like having that. But he made me talk about Clayton Kershaw being a choker just out of nowhere yeah, for like yeah, ten that's minutes. That's one of this my favorite. So I, I'm, I yeah, know he, you're here he, for it. He he ended that. No, he didn't. You don't think so? Oh, uh, you mean he pitched in front of ten thousand yeah, people at like, Petco no. Park? That's, <laughs> give me a point. He's had other good. He's had other good performances in the since? postseason. Yeah, I, I can't. I think he's Before dead now. Since? Actually, no way. Uh, Big Juan Soto I'm took sorry, him deep drag, twice. I'm sorry, Matt I Adams takes him deep all the time. But, that's, but but Sammy, you and I, this is definitely one of our <laughs> tenant friendships and in, in our uh, yeah, one of the things that makes us sport fan friends is that we do love the idea of having a choker and you a guy who's it. clutch. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so boring when people don't think that there's guys like that. When yeah. they say it's just the, the small sample size I of playoffs it. for hate chokers, it. it's like, no, it's not. Some guys don't have that dog in them. Like there's, Rory at Majors. Yeah. It, or, man, <laughs> still the best was when Paul Pierce basically buried the Raptors with 
that quote. They don't have yeah. it. They don't have it. Uh, Oof. And they every- factor. Oh. Never more right about anything. <laughs> I know. It's just the, our most hated guy stood up in front of everyone. I am not projecting my anger at this oh. very true criticism of my uh, team. He has kicked this market in the teeth. God, uh, that one stung. Off of your first, off of your first round leaders, I I actually kind of like the idea of a second round leader because I was looking at the weather. Going to stay pretty consistent for the first two days, so mm. you're not going to get some guy who's going to get a bad end of it. Love and on a similar talk. vein, you get Cam Smith at 19 to one, Hovland 22 to one, Hatton at 24 to one. So you need guys to string together a couple of good rounds. And again, with the the fact that it doesn't look like one side of the draw is going to get a really big break as opposed to the other, those mm. are just guys who I think uh, you feel pretty confident in getting off to a good start. Um, love that. I also love, uh, this is a really non-fun bet, but you can bet that there will be no hole-in-one for plus 180. And it's like, it's, at least it's, a, mi- it's a minus 250 favorite for yes and plus 180. There's a really short par three yeah, there. Yeah, so just change one of the par threes. So I think they're maybe thinking that it's going to be, but like hole-in-ones don't, up, don't yeah. happen very often, especially on Lynx Golf. Like to me, plus 180 is a great number for no hole-in-one. 100% playing that. Yeah. And I do not think, here's, here's especially why I love that bet. You you can put down a decent chunk on that one, right? Mm-hmm. Like that that can be a decent play because you said plus one eighty, plus one eighty, yeah, yeah. So you can put down a sizable thing on that. Yep. But it's just one of those things where you're not you're not going to see it happen live when no, it happens. No, <laughs> the gut punch so, will not be live. Yeah, Let's so, like on the final. It's like Michael Block style. Yeah, you're not so seeing it live. You're you're gonna be sitting there. Be like, we now go to yeah. no, Saturday for something some reason, magic yeah. happens. You're like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're gonna be sitting there half into your Saturday major nap, and then all of a sudden. Boom, they're going to cut that into that. That's like that's kind of like uh, Cousin Sal's no buzzer beater bet yeah, at, yeah, the, the at, the, at the March Madness. I, I did bet the no hole-in-one bet, though, at the Masters. I do like, yeah, I do like the hole. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was like, I do like the no hole-in-one bet. So you're you're dragging me into something yeah. that I already like. Okay. okay, so these so these are the plays then that we have so far. Is Guns and I love the head-to-head of Wyndham <laughs> Clark and Max Homa. And Max Homa, we're all over Max Homa. We also like the value of Max Homa at 49 to 1 to yep. win this tournament right now. Like, that's one that we're going to grab. First round leader, you liked, what was it? Was I, was it? Just, I was just throwing names out there, but I do like Ricky Fowler at 2,900. Yeah, Ricky yeah. Fowler, 2,900. Yeah. Hey, guess what? It's. I like how you're going to be rooting for him. You're going to place that bet for him to be like Sam is the true sycophant, <laughs> where he wants Ricky to be leading after day one to be the story and then collapse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is truly sick. Yeah. He's following him. He's in the gallery. He's like Ricky, come Keep on, Ricky, you can do it, Ricky. And then day, and then all of a sudden Choke he like just, a dog. Yeah, he's, he flips. Yeah. You suck. Yeah. You know, like that you're is terrible. that is a tough one. Any other bet? Uh, I like, there's a couple on here I love. Like, I was looking through this, like, the top European, mm-hmm. you can get some decent value for Victor Hovland at 9 to 1. I was like, going to say, why, why are we not a little more Hovland? Because I was going to say, well, I love one, Hovland. Yeah. I'm going to bet Hovland outright probably at 19 to 1. Like, I, I think Hovland's coming into his own here. He's played mm-hmm. really well this year. He was in the, was it, what, my, oh, where was it? Was it the U.S. Open? No, the PGA Championship yeah. where mm-hmm. his ball got stuck yep. in the thing. Yeah. Like, he's been he in the, the mix. Connors, yeah. He's been in the mix a lot at, at majors. He's kind of due. He's like kind of, I want to. I wouldn't go as far as to say next up, but he's one of those kids that's been playing really well, and he's coming into his own. So I like him a lot, and I like the Euros at, at the at the Lynx Golf. Yeah. And in the, yeah. another one, another one I like. You can get Kepka for a top ten at plus two hundred. 
Yeah. That is just a guy that if he's I at like all in the lot. mix, you want to be able to root for him. I love the idea of laying down a couple of top fives, a couple of top tens, just yeah, to make same. sure you have some investment at the tail end. And Kepka is as good a guy as any. Also, Hatton, you get him plus 250 for a top 10. That seems mm. really, really nice value there. The only thing with Hatton is, you know, he's crazy. So he has a propensity to blow up just as mm-hmm. much as he has the ability to go low. But he played really well last week, too. All yeah. I can tell you is there's only one guy that I will not take advice on. It's like Sammy has made me bet on Patrick Cantlay a bunch of times, and it's never yeah, so never. I feel I've like never, I've never really bet on that. Oh yeah, no, that's you've hit me with a few can't lays, and mm. it's now that's it's in the name. That's it's like can't lay, can't lay, can't lay money on this dude. Um, he is a killer. And like, I would never go as far as to say something you know is a lock, but mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler has been top ten at like every tourney all yep. year, and he's plus he's plus money to get a top ten, plus one hundred to get a top ten, plus one seventy five, top five. Yeah, I feel like, like he's yeah. like his last. Uh, he legitimately is in the top five, top ten every single time. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to bet top five worse. Though, if you That's do the that. other thing about it is that his putting it can literally not yeah. get any worse. It has to improve. Yeah, that's just one of those ones though where again, if you're you're sitting there, I'm like, I'd rather just wait until later in the tournament and if he's around that area, yep. bet grab, him to win. Grab him out. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, just that's, grab him there's out. There's nothing wrong with that strategy. Because for me, for betting a four day tournament yep. for a guy that's plus one hundred, you just you end up forgetting that. Here's the bets that you don't want to have on golf or on any sport, in, 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 as a matter of fact, is the bet where you're bored of it right? immediately. <laughs> yeah. You know, where you start you and you're watching. Yeah, and you've already sunk money into something and you're like, ah, I'm bored. This is it. <laughs> I, I'm not sitting through four days of plus 100 at Scotty Scheffler to finish top yeah, 10. That's you know? fair. I, and of course not. It's golf. I'm going to put down 100 bets on this yeah, tournament. Yeah. That's why I'm asking you guys. I'm like, more? Is yeah. there more? Yeah. Is there more stuff that I can write down? No and ace. Put, yeah, no ace. I love no ace. I'm so in on no ace. I can't wait to get that text too from Sammy. Although, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be traveling this weekend, so I'm going to end up missing actually a whole bunch of this. Wow. But yeah, and West Coast too, which is nightmare for, you know, but anyway, it'll be all right. We'll get this thing done. How yeah, you're not watching any of this. No. <laughs> West Coast? <laughs> Buddy, that starts at like... Yeah, I know. Dead, that's that's why... No, what my only time that I'll end up actually having is... So I'm going to back-to-back shows in Seattle. Are Saturday, you, Sunday. Have we uh, seen NoFX? Yeah. Nice. And so I'm going to wake up probably that Sunday morning completely crippled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hurt. Hurt. And I will be sitting there watching TV... If you think of nurse men back to health better yeah. than and, golf. And, and yeah. going and just sitting there being like, I made so many bad decisions, but I'll basically <laughs> be looking at my bet slips bad. and There's just like staring aces. at them. There's so much Ricky on here. Why? <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> no, I, He's going to wake up. It's going to be no. a fog of orange. You're like, what happened? I wish, you could, I wish, I wish you could bet stuff like that, actually. That, that would be a good thing is to bet someone's total like over under their score each day. Like, how fun would it be to bet, like, at the Masters, Rory to start horrifically and then to have his final round where it's like he shoots incredibly You just love to bet over 70, under 63. That's that's what I mean. It's like, but I'd like to do that with Ricky where you could bet his, you know, under early in this tournament and then his over later. Same kind of thing. For sure. All right. Um, How are you boys dealing with the mornings? You all right? Uh, No. He is no, he is I'm, done. I know he's done. See, this is your like guns. You're right in your element. Yeah, this yeah, is I fine. No, it's not good for me. McKee's my best, but I haven't heard from him two weeks. I have to. <laughs> I, I told, <laughs> haven't yeah. heard from the yeah, guy because I am under the covers. Two the whole weeks. Day. I, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> haven't seen him. Ghost went out with some buds on Friday. Shama, no, it was Gonzo. Like, yeah, we were down the street. Nothing. No. Ghost. He walked in the other day, and yeah. I didn't eat like. I know no. I can be a lot. This goes yeah. back to like high school. 
hockey. I remember all my teammates being like, can you shut up? Yeah. It's 530 in the morning. We don't need this right now. Okay. So I have long I been the guy who needs to dial it back. And I yeah. just said to him very calmly, like, Hey bud, he just snapped back. What time yeah. have you been here since? What time do you get in here <laughs> yeah, in the morning? That. He's not not, not handling well. What a cycle. Terrible. Terrible. He's full John Rom. He's full snap show. Yeah. Anyways, the yeah. golf guys who will have plenty, plenty, plenty more on this tournament over the next couple of days. Thanks for doing this, fellas. I appreciate yeah. you sticking Always around. Happy to do it. Thanks, All right, we'll see you later. All right, quick break. Let's come back. More takes from quarterback, but this time about the guys on the show. Sportsnet 590, the fan. All right. So now I'm getting deeper into quarterback <laughs> on Netflix because there was no Jays game again yesterday. Had some free time. Decided to delve deep. How many? I think Austin's the furthest. How how many episodes have you watched of it, Austin? All of it. You've seen it all? It's been all since Friday. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what are you so now explain about? why. <laughs> just ripped you. Uh, wait, what did he say? No, he was like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, I thought you said he ripped me. Oh, no. I, poor choice of word. Joe. I know. Loose, just, loose definition of ripped. Honestly, loose I was definition. like, yeah, I I'm th- losing it. I'm, I thought he was going to go more into it, and then it just kind of no. faded. So, Mac, he's seen the whole thing. Yeah. Have you started it? Yeah, I did. I started okay. it last night. I'm yeah. like an episode and a bit in, but I'm planning to watch. Uh, hope to finish it within the next week. Anyway, I, I'm not going to go deep on these takeaways. I will just say this. It's it's worth watching if you love football. Mm-hmm. And I said already, I like watching quarterback process, how it works. It definitely felt, it, it feels more, let's put it this way. It's definitely more full swing than it is uh, drive to survive. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like this isn't a drama laden thing where stories are breaking. This is just an in-depth, hey, how do you look at how someone prepares to be the best at at the sport? Yeah. How do they deal with all the different stuff and look how much there is to do with this job? And they even kind of set it up that way because they have Peyton Manning to start, and he goes, there's no harder job than being an NFL quarterback. And you're like, yeah, all right. Maybe I'm a bit biased. Yeah, and, and he just starts talking about that, and you're like, all right. But it is. It's incredible the amount of work that has to go in. It's, I think that for someone as great as Patrick Mahomes, for you to get a behind-the-scenes look at the way he does things, mm-hmm. it's kind of must-watch for a football it's special. fan. It's just it's, it's very, very cool to watch him do his thing. Um, Mariota... It's just he's, you know, you, you f- it's weird to feel bad for a guy who's a multimillionaire who's like a Heisman <laughs> yeah. Trophy winner yeah. who, yeah. But you do a little bit because it's it's his career teetering, and so you're seeing that play out. So if you like the drama element, that's I sort think of his the, stuff is super interesting, yeah, just because of, like, the backstory of him yeah. and, like, where the season went for the fall. Because having a child Here's, here's the problem, too. though. It would have been so much better as, like, a guy like Baker who would be outwardly frustrated and angry and, you know, you yeah, could either yeah. root against or right. for or whatever. Mariota is such a sweetheart. Yeah. Like, yeah, as soon as he goes to Atlanta, one of the things is his wife and him. And his wife is just, like, very pregnant. And he's dealing with this new team. And she goes, one of our biggest things is we want to get involved in the community right away. And he's just there in a gym giving sneakers away to kids. He's, just, he's at charity events. He's yeah. at children's hospitals. There's, he's just, he's clearly, and he's not one of those... You wonder about it, guys, like Russell Wilson, where you're like, how much is this for, for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, then you find out that his charity, that like none of the money goes to anybody. Yeah. And it's just like, where does it actually go, Russ? Where's the money, Russell? <laughs> he's not, that's, Mariota's not doing it for the photo ops. No, he's not. He's not like Russ, <laughs> the fraud. Mr. Unlimited Money. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Unlimited Stealing from the Poor. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just sad. Like, you're really rooting for the guy. Yeah. And I hate the Oregon Ducks. I despise the and Oregon Ducks. I hate Ducks. the Falcons. And, yeah. And I'm rooting for them. The Falcons, <laughs> though, 
Falcons, I got to say, when they wear those all-black jerseys, yeah, those nice. are so nice. They, they Remind me nice. of the Dirty Birds. Oh, stuff. they're so they nasty. Nice. It's such a sick look. Like, I was kind of cheering for them in the dock going, why don't I like the Falcons? Bro? This is a badass team. <laughs> Especially since everybody else in your division has, like, pretty candy-ass jerseys. Saints are the second best. Falcons one, Saints, Saints two. The all-white Saints ones? Yeah, yeah. No, the all-white all Saints is nice. Mm-hmm. The all-white Saints are nice. Don't like the Panthers that much. Panthers, no. I don't like no. it. Candy-ass and Bucks are the worst. Bucks are the worst, really? Yeah, Bucks yeah, suck. They stink. No, the Bucks jerseys are off. Creamsicles no, are like no, cool, no. but just as a nostalgia thing. Like, no, that's no. Bucks, Bucks are truly terrible. Like, like, I, and whatever. I would say yeah. the Bucks might have the ugliest uniforms. In, they're, C- like, Cardinals. They're, Cardinals, easily. No, I don't like no, Cardinals. I, Cardinals are the worst to me. All right. It's just red and white. It's pretty classic. Hate him. Like, yeah. Cardinals. Hate him. Worst. No, I, I, I just think that if I was doing a, a power rankings of worst, that I, one of the first ones I would think of is Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Ugly logo, ugly yeah. look. Nothing about it is redeeming. They have no redeeming qualities other than the pewter helmet. Agree. That's nice. But again, yeah. it's really hard to screw up helmets. You know? Yeah, it helmet, it's just, the helmets are Color, nice. Color, logo, It's cool. a cool the feature. The Jags screwed the uniform. helmet up. Yeah, the Jags With, like, did. the color gravy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the Jags <laughs> love that stuff, though. <laughs> the do. Jags have a Jobo in the front office who just loves graphic design but sucks at it and just, <laughs> really, yeah, just wants to grind hey, so I hard. No, you're no, good at it. No, Joe. Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. But, okay, so this is my number one thing, though. I, If you're a Vikings fan and you hated Kirk Cousins already, which you likely did, <laughs> all this would make you do is hate him more. <laughs> Correct. Now, he complains... The entire game, so he's got some bruised ribs, and that's tough, right? Like, no doubt. Mm. I could not do what Kirk Cousins does, all right? So anybody's like, he's He's hurt, not injured through a couple of these games. And his offensive line sucks, too. He gets hit quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But man, oh, man, he just is constantly like, oh, oh, God. It's just the, the theatrics with him are through the roof. And then it's just like, he's got a bit of a temper. So his coach is sometimes trying to communicate with him and he's not overly receptive to those things. And then he's kind of, well, I'm dorky, so I must be nice. And, but it feels passive aggressive. I, I cannot, I don't think I've ever seen an athlete who I think I would get along with less and, or who I would want to be teammates with less than Kirk Cousins. Like I cannot believe it has lasted this long Really? Given the he, portrayal of him behind the scenes. Mackie, again, is the zag king. He never agrees with anything. <laughs> he always wants to take the opposite, the road less traveled. He's like, Robert Frost, don't worry about it. I already, I already knew. You, you're defending Kirk Cousins, eh, Mackie? Yeah, I don't. I, uh, like, he does complain, yeah, but he's getting hit all the time. He's got bruised ribs. The team's not great. Dude, he's like, dragging them huh, to a uh, huh. division record comeback win. He, like. he calls that, they, they also reveal that he calls the quarterback sneak in the Bills game where he doesn't punch it yeah. in. Mm. And they try to call him on it, and he's like, no, I'm not hurt. And it's like, oh, so you're so hurt, but you wanted to be the one going for the glory on the quarterback sneak, and you decided to call it. And when your coach rings you up on it and he tells yeah. you, hey, I could have put you in a better su- uh, position to succeed, he's like crybaby meltdown. He runs off to the side and he like smashes his helmet on the side. Like, he sucks, man. See, but that to me is just him being a competitor. Whereas like Marcus Mariota is so okay with being like I know. not winning. And I know, not, Marcus. Uh, like, oh, that is just, true. That's when, the difference between Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. I didn't have any sympathy for Mariota because 
dude, have some fire, have some yeah. drive. Yeah, like, he does not career on too the line. Like, come on, man. There, there he's cool with where he's where he's at. The, yeah, he's very cool with where he's at. <laughs> he's he wants to win. Like, I I respect that in him. I I yeah. appreciate that about him. Yeah, but I think if you want to win, and I will say this, Kirk Cousins is doing a lot of the stuff behind the scenes too. But no, I think if you want to win, though, you've got to figure out a way to not be a whiner as a leader. You just can't. And he's a whiner. He whines every, all of the footage of Kirk Cousins is just him whining. But you're right. Now that you say the Mariota thing, all I'm thinking of is when he throws picks, he does the, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's always like, oh, no. It's like, uh, Smith's like, come on, and then bro. He's always like, some shots here? I know. And then he's always like, that's on me. That's on me whenever he just fumbles the game away or whatever. And you're like, yeah, man. That <laughs> was, was like, that was like the you. first Mariota clip is when he fumbles yeah. it right off the but bat. But I prefer my quarterback to care, have that fire, be a competitor, and maybe he can work on his leadership Dude, skills. No question. Yeah, but there's no doubt anybody no. wants to win. I like a competitor. I like mm-hmm. a leader. But I think in a tough guy sport, if you're constantly going, ow, ugh, it's like, how do you think Dalvin Cook is feeling? He's like, yeah, yeah man. Oh, does it suck getting hit? Yeah. <laughs> Every play? Yeah. Oh, sucks getting hit, huh? <laughs> like, come on. It's just, it's too much. It's just every single time he's on, <laughs> like, man, are you giving birth? <laughs> Kirk Cousins, enough is enough. Anyway, we're going to do some other stuff in the podcast only portion of the show today. Mm-hmm. Throw best bets. Another. I went one of three. I threw out three yesterday. I'm livid about one of them, which was the first five under in the Mariners game because my last two under bets, one on the Jays and now this one on the Mariners, both in the bottom of the final frame, getting busted in horrific ways. And there's just, and it was smooth sailing. Like it was under four and a half. There was only one run. I'm just sitting there being like, yep, we're good. Like this is, it's one of those games where you're not even really paying attention to it. Jays, I was. This one, I'm just like, no, 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 all right, two for three. This is not a bad night. We're we're fine. Yeah. And then final inning. You see the like, first couple mm. innings, you're like, okay, we're good. Yeah, no. And well, then, it's not even the first couple. It's like when you get into the bottom of the fifth. That's true. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Like, we're, there's, we're three outs away here. We just need not four runs, and there's four runs. <laughs> Anyways, I'll post uh, best bets again tonight. I'll do some Jays stuff again t- this evening. So follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus, um, and I'll post them there. Uh, quick break. For well, no break for those of you that listen to the podcast. All right, it's just podcast time now. Watch, we're gonna teleport right there. Subscribe and review. <laughs> All right, so podcast portion. This I didn't want to do this in the radio bit because I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what's offensive today in today's day and age. So I gave all you guys your quarterback comps. You did, yeah. Yesterday over Last text night in the group chat. Yeah. Did you like before I reveal them to the audience? Mm-hmm. Did anyone really feel as though theirs was unfair? I am not surprised with mine. Yeah. I expected that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Simon, who is a ginger god, Andy Dalton. As soon as I was reading yeah. it, I saw Simon Dalton. I yeah. was like, no, you didn't do that. You well, didn't. he is. Like, he's, You're uh, not wrong. He's a ginger. 83-77-2 record, you know? Yeah, exactly. Six games over 500. Yeah. Multiple playoff appearances. And it's kind of like you say that when you're around, but most people look at it and they're like, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, true. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, It started because I was just making fun of Armin because Armin's a quiet guy. Mm -hmm. And so you try to get him out of his shell a little bit because I was just like, man, Kirk Cousins, he reminds me of you, Armin, (laughs) complaining all the time. He never says anything. Like, you really have to try so hard to get, unless you talk... 
basketball, and then Armin lights up and he wants to talk about oh, everything. And I'm, the like, Lakers, and I'm like, I don't care. He just pops yeah. off immediately. Armin makes me kind of hate basketball because he likes it so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I grew up with two basketball coaches. I love basketball to death. And then Armin starts getting going on. I'm like, yeah. You grew up with two, and then as soon as Armin like, says something, it's like, okay, we're done. Well, yeah. it's ruined. Like, kind of a selfish, selfish sport. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Simon oh, got my. the Andy Dalton Three-time Pro Bowler. Andy Dalton. Yeah. So. I think he was, I, I, I want to see those three Pro Bowls in terms of what level of alternate he was, like how many guys decided not to go to the Pro Bowl before Andy yeah, Dalton got the, to go. What were his stats? Let's take a look. Mm-hmm. One of them Let's was a, a 19 touchdown, 17 interception yeah, season. Yeah, no, that's great. I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> there, everyone was available to go. So that's a tough one. Yeah. Surely everyone wasn't hurt that year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jobo got Kyler because. I got, I, not initially. No, but I, well, yeah, but I was just teasing, making fun of yeah. Derek Carr because you're like, Derek Carr's there. And I was like, shut up, Derek Carr sucks. <laughs> so, so do you. So you're Derek Carr. But, yeah. <laughs> I, but no, you're Kyler Murray because you love video games. You want to be in front of a screen. I'm sure. You're youth. Yeah. Uh, no, you're at your average height. Yeah. Um, Taller than Kyler. Yeah. yeah Jets, exactly. I'm assuming. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's, well, he'd be, he's the fastest definitely on the show. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so that makes Certainly sense. Certainly not me. I'm out of the running. Yeah. Exactly. But. You do have to question how much work is getting done versus <laughs> video games, you know? I actually don't play video games that much yeah. anymore. You're gonna I'm, have not to put even, a, I'm not even lying about You're going to have that. to put a clause in his yeah, contract. Yeah. I love that. He's like, I'm not even lying about that. It's like, mm-hmm. let me see that average. I, I knew you were going to say Let me see that it. average screen time, son. <laughs> hey, I can pull out the stats. <laughs> see I gave Mackie Baker Mayfield... <laughs> Like a lot of promise, a lot of attitude, like way too much attitude for the skill level Mackie that's Mayfield, there. Baby. Yeah, like like skill level to attitude, so completely out of whack, and also never his fault. He's the this is the perfect comp. This is the perfect comp. Um, and plus, it rolls off the tongue saying Mackie Mayfield. Yeah, Mackie. Mackie Mayfield did is... you feel like that was an appropriate, accurate one? No. It goes, <laughs> <laughs> see, case and point. Here? Case and point. He's the guy who give him yours, JD. Let's. Uh, let's well, no, I was no, but yourself here, to, yeah, but please. I was. But here's the thing. I was screwing around. I was like, yeah, I'm Joe Burrow, right? Joe, cool. <laughs> I show up. I'm just Very like, awesome. hey, it's cool. Joe's here, but no, I really wanted to ask you guys, who would you give me? Be real. Try Jay to, Cutler. Jay Cutler. I knew right away. It's Jay Cutler. He doesn't play anymore. He doesn't play. He doesn't play anymore. He doesn't. He doesn't play. And Jay Cutler, it's like. He's, kind of, he's a pretty cool guy. Jay was a cool guy. Yeah. I, know, he, I was like, that's a, like one of the coolest guys ever. Like, kind of cannon, cannon, that, arm, the yeah. king of throwing off the back foot and yeah. just rifling a ball downfield. <laughs> 60 yeah. yards. I'm too, sweat. Cutler was low-key sick. Yeah, no, but I, I'm, <laughs> I'm too prepared and methodical to be Cutler. I'd be a way like more time prep film guy. Like... Mm. They, um, uh, you know you me, I'm always was, in the lab. You did say that was one of your favorite things about quarterback is that you like watching the quarterbacks watch film and study it. Yeah, but you guys also know me. I'm always working. You are. I'm always working. You're always doing something. So, and I don't think Jay Cutler was always working. No, I don't think he was. Yeah. I'm, Austin's, I'm trying to think of like why Austin came up with this one. Jay it's Cutler? Like, it's like just, we have for similar hair. just a bro, I guess. Yeah, we have similar hair. We both <laughs> do have cannons for arms. <laughs> Actually, I, I so I I have played a lot of intramural quarterback before. Mm-hmm. There you go. And uh, I would say that if I ever had a playing style, it's that I'm like Chad Pennington. <laughs> Chad ah, Pennington. I love that. Yeah, I'm really accurate. I've got a really pretty spiral, really nice ball. Takes everything you got to get it ten yards. Yeah, down but it's just like, but my arm is <laughs> takes everything you got. Yeah, it's like I I gotta I gotta do a crow hop, you know, to get it down the field. I got I got a soft arm. I hate it. So you're Chad Pennington. Is yeah, what you're Chad Pennington in terms of yeah that one. Like your play style. 
For yeah, that yeah. was like my. If you ever did one, they'd be like Pennington. They would be like super accurate, nice That's throws, a nice ball, hits board. guys in stride, but struggles to hit the deep out. <laughs> you know, I, like, I, I was looking at the the years that Andy Dalton yeah. was a Pro Bowler. Yeah, so Twenty twelve, he was competing with Brady, Roethlisberger, and Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. So not bad. He was an alternate. Hey. So it wasn't even top three. That's also good for me, I think. <laughs> Certainly yeah. not top three on any list, but I'm an alternate. 2015, yeah, it was Breeze Honestly, it's, it's, it's really a perfect description. <laughs> yeah. I think that if I actually had to power rank like the perfect rankings, it's definitely Mackie Mayfield one. Like yeah. the bluster, even there where he's like, Jay Cutler, he's just mad. He's just furious. He's just he's in his own head. And it's like, why? He's like, I don't know. He's just, I'm Baker Mayfield. Hey, you're a bro. <laughs> like, like, I'm just mad about stuff. I'm just going to blurt it out because I've got a lot of confidence. Short, you know, like undersized. <laughs> it's just Mackie Mayfield. It's, it's all about Mackie Mayfield. I'm obsessed with it. I would say get this man commercials too. I would love to see Mackie oh, in commercials. Could you imagine Austin and Baker? Baker. Imagine yeah. Austin and Baker in the same commercial together? No. That would be Mackie. Okay. Insane. Let's remember that hard in knocks. A good way. Remember that hard knocks where Baker Mayfield lives in a van? Mm-hmm. Oh. Out of everyone <laughs> on the show, most likely to live in a van. <laughs> Mackie? He's not even looking at me right now. He doesn't even it's care. Like he's looking mad. at his computer. Yeah, he sees D- Baker is mad. What do you do you, not, do you disagree? Something. Do you disagree? Yeah, I disagree. Obviously. Most likely to live like, in a van, you disagree? There's no room to disagree. It might be Pete. What are you talking about? Most most likely to live in a van on the show, you or anyone else? Well, no joke, because he lives at home and he can't afford to live on his own. <laughs> oh, so, no, 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 but I'm saying because his sister Mayfield is just throwing darts. I'm saying because of the school bus, that like the Pete's sister, when he sent that in. Mm, yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough look. My sister so did the same thing, though. She did make a tiny home. Like oh, her really? and her boyfriend at one point, and they were like, "We're gonna make this trailer in a tiny home." And so I think that there was like a little era of hippies oh, yeah. where they thought they could make these tiny homes and mm-hmm. sell them to other hippies, but then they realized that the other hippies don't have any money either, and they were all building <laughs> tiny homes. <laughs> I had a brief period yeah. where I was like, "Oh, I might be a tiny home guy," and then I looked at dimensions and was like, "I will fit in zero of these." So this what, is never what, happening. What were you gonna do with the tiny home? Though? I don't know, man. Where are we gonna put it? Just live it in the woods. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like I, I like the tiny home thing. Step away. To me, makes disconnect. No, yes. <laughs> Step away. Aaron, disconnect. Aaron Rodgers. All of a sudden, this guy. Yes, you to go to darkness retreat too. All right. Uh, let's keep it moving. All right, so James Worthy was at a he was at an SB's party over the weekend, and he was asked about LeBron James and the potential of him getting a statue. And Worthy said that he's likely going to get one in Cleveland, and he could get one in LA, but he doesn't think that he'd been there long enough. But he also noted that he broke the scoring record, mm. which is a milestone. So he said there's a chance, but mm. you know, so w- what's the bar for getting a statue? Like, well, yeah. first of all, it's different based on every market, and I kind of think mm-hmm. like James Worthy. This sounds like a hot take, but it. It's kind of a reasonable one. Mm-hmm. Like LeBron got one chip in LA and it was the bubble chip and like He did break the scoring record. He's made yeah, a milestone. But he didn't but he didn't get the scoring record by grinding away years in yeah, LA. Yeah, not in LA. Yeah, you're right. And he's never been like he's maybe had one season where he was nasty nasty. What was the year when Giannis won MVP and he was kind of crying about it being like was that 2019? No. 2019 was Harden and Giannis yeah. were going at it. But yeah, because I guess maybe it was the bubble season before it broke. Yeah, but either way, there was a year Mm -hmm. where LeBron was like complaining about how he doesn't win enough MVPs when Giannis was clearly the the favorite to win it. Mm -hmm. Um, here's what I'd say: if you give LeBron James a statue and you're the Lakers, it's kind of like yeah, that's fine. It's LeBron, and for those reasons that they outlined, is he won a championship? 
he'll have been there for at least five seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Scoring record in a Lakers uniform. It's a cool thing that you can make the statue of him doing the fadeaway for that shot. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But it's also one where if they went, we're not going to give LeBron a statue. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I can see that. You got to remember, man, James Worthy's been around the organization. Like he, as a kid, would have watched Laker greats. Mm-hmm. Then he would have joined the Lakers. And he played with Magic Johnson, who was there for so long, Kareem so long. And I, yeah, I just, he's seen guys win multiple championships. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the Lakers bar. That's one of the cool things about the Lakers. I'm so glad Armin's not here. Is that <laughs> the, the standard, the standard really isn't for their superstars to win one championship. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, true. And especially not a bubble championship. Like, because he's uh, definitely getting one in Cleveland. There is absolutely yeah, no question. But that's the thing. And he actually deserves one more in Miami. Yeah. Like, if you told mm-hmm. me, hey, power rank the landing spots of LeBron's career where he deserves statues, I would go Cleveland one, mm-hmm. Miami two, LA three. Give me a statue of the uh, the Miami alley oop. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah like, and he, he, he will finish his career. It's a complex statue. I know. He'll finish his career like longer as a Laker than a member of the Miami Heat, too. So, like, the, yeah. no, not there long enough part. I don't know. It's... Yeah, but again, multiple, like two championships with Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, so it'd be for you, it'd be Cleveland one, Miami two, LA three. Yeah, no yeah, question. Me too. No question. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, what's the second part of this question? That was the question. Like, well, what's Toronto the, oh, athletes? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, is there any statueless Toronto athletes that you think yeah. deserve one or Every will deserve Raptor. one in the future? Yeah. So. So I was going to ask, because you were saying like the Lakers have a different bar, right? The bar for a statue is way higher. The Raptors bar is in the bottom of the well. (laughs) So that's the thing. Do you think you just like, should should Lowry or DeRozan or whatever have a statue record? Not DeRozan. Lowry? Yeah. Lowry and Kawhi. And Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah. Kawhi, 100% deserves a statue for the shot. The Sixer shot. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's just like, give, you you give Kawhi a statue. Kawhi, okay. It... (laughs) I know we love doing the whole like greatest Raptor and we give Lowry the groat thing and it's fine because he actually was on the championship winning team. So there's mm-hmm. a case to be made for him, but it's like, to me, sports is all about greatness and longevity is secondary to greatness. Mm. And so if you're talking about like greatest Raptor, it's like, it's the guy that won the championship for them. Like Kyle Lowry was a massive choker in the postseason. He had a couple of games. We always had to defend him. Like what about game seven against Miami? He was like, yeah, hey, uh, he had a game or two, but for the most part, he was a pretty disappointing playoff player. Yeah. yeah. And him and DeRozan as a tandem never really translated it to the postseason. Mm-hmm. That was a tough era. And, like, even the championship run started with Lowry. What was it? Zero points. Zero yeah. points. It was a donut. Against the Magic. Like, yeah, it was a donut. And and I'm telling you, to this very day, the Raptors media will twist you into believing a different narrative about Lowry in the postseason. Like, mm. if you go through the games and you watch the Raptors championship run without being in the moment... Right. I'm telling you, Kyle Lowry was not the second most important player on the Raptors run. It no, was Marcus no. All. It was Marcus All. It was Kawhi Leonard. Then it was Marcus All. And there were and so was Siakam. many. There were so many games. I actually think Lowry over Siakam. Siakam. This is the thing, man. Siakam was a train wreck in the Philly series. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But he also had those stretches where, like, he was the only guy who gave any sort of juice when Kawhi wasn't playing through so, a couple rounds. I like. I will say this is that it's, we build these mythologies up a little bit, right? Like, you know, Siakam had 27 against Draymond in game one. It's like Draymond barely defended him in that game. Like, mm, yeah. almost, I think I, I think I counted like six points in that game where he scored it actually against Draymond. Mm-hmm. It's just the positional matchup where you talk about stuff. It's like, all right, fine, whatever. But that's the other part of this is if you go through the postseason, you're like, who was the Raptors second most important player in this game? You know, game, this game, game, whatever. It's like 
Kawhi, almost every single one of them. Oh, yeah. And then you usually go like, yes, Yakim, or it was Gasol, or it was, you know, uh, Fred Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was Lowry for some. Obviously, it was Lowry for some. But it just, yeah, I, Lowry was not... It, <sighs> I hate doing this because it's just like it makes me feel bad because <laughs> we all have to kind of take the omerta of just protecting Kyle Lowry's legacy here because he is an important Toronto Raptor. There's no doubt about it. But if I'm, I'm saying the greatest one ever, it's Kawhi because he won a championship here. Mm. And then yeah. Kyle Lowry because he was the greatest like with the longevity and success mix. And mm-hmm. I think he just identified with the city well. That's like, a big part of it. Like Philly, identity and yeah. culture wise. His you know? Philly attitude with the culture of the Raptors being overlooked was like a it beautiful was such blend. such a good pairing. Beautiful, beautiful blend. Mm-hmm. Plus he found himself he hit his potential here. It was just great. I, I love Kyle Lowry. I also love Kyle Lowry. This yeah. is sounding. This was sounding slightly anti-Kyle. It is very much not. We no. love Kyle Lowry here. Yes. I have Don't a number three legends. Kyle Lowry player T. I love mm. Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. We're pro Kyle Lowry here. But if I was doing three <laughs> statues, they would be Kawhi, Lowry, and Vince. Kawhi, Lowry, and Vince. Yep, I think you could give Vince a statue, even though it was such a horrible departure. Mm-hmm. It just—it's one of those things where now the deeper we get into NBA trade requests and player empowerment. Yeah, it looks a It just looks a little better, even though they got the worst return of anybody and he did quit on the team and blah, blah, blah. They've rewritten the narrative. I thought we went too far with Vince in terms of the celebrating him. True. But having a statue, I wouldn't think is bad. And then obviously with the Blue Jays, um, Rogers Center, people always go like, why is there only a Ted Rogers statue? Like there should be more statues around him of players. And I go, yes, except for when the Rogers Center is packed and there's a playoff game where that statue is like, you can't put a bunch of statues around there and have it not mess with congestion. Like you get out of games and that's the main funnel point of like, people are going up the front street, yeah. up the stairs there. They're going over like down. Uh, it's just, it's, it's too clunky of an area, mm-hmm. but would I love it if Toronto had some statues of the baseball players? Absolutely. I just don't really know where you put them around the Rogers center itself. I didn't even think, I didn't even think about that part of it. Like yeah. where you physically actually put them. Blue Jay, it would kind of have to be on Blue Jay's Blue Jay way, way a little bit, but it's just, it's a little awkward though, because yeah. the sidewalk isn't that big. And then there's like the road there. Yeah. You can't put them obviously like on the other side, because then it defeats yeah. the purpose. That's what I mean. So they got to figure out where they would put them, but yeah. it would be cool. The, the weird one is that you couldn't have a Robbie Alomar statue anymore. Mm-hmm. That's true. So a bad like flip statue would the be games, cool. I was the, the Jays, you know, arguably greatest player. You're like, never mind that. Can't do that. Never mind him for a statue. Push that request to the side. So it's like, yeah, you could have a bat flip one, but mm-hmm. it's also kind of weird to have a statue for a guy that hit a home run that didn't result in a World Series and not have a guy that hit the home run that did True. result in a World Series. True. You'd have like That's a Joe a Carter yeah, one, Yeah, of course you have Joe Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else? No, Joe Carter would be the first one that would yeah. go up. If yeah. you had statues of Toronto athletes, you would have for sure a statue of Roy Halladay. 100%. Yeah. A statue, although Roy and not going into the hall as a Blue Jay. Stuff yeah. anyway, but whatever. You'd still probably do it. Um, mm-hmm. You'd have Steve, mm-hmm. and yeah, you'd have to have Joe Carter, even though it's more of a. That's the thing too. Is like Joe Carter and Bautista. Bautista's like a great Blue Jay. There's no doubt about it, yeah. right? But yeah, I think like he's not gonna be a Hall of Famer. No, he's yeah. not. So level of excellence. That's of course he is. But yeah. I'm just saying it's a little Your weird boy. to put statues yeah. up of guys who are not Hall of Fame caliber players. Is like that's right, that's right. where it starts to get tricky with the Blue Jays. Is that two of the guys that had incredible moments for them are not Hall of Famers? Like, like do you earn a statue from a special moment, or do you count yeah. in the whole career type thing? Like, where's yeah. the line there? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's a tough one to do. 
Whereas like, but Kawhi is like, he won you a championship. That's the same with the Joe Carter one. Like you can have that. Yeah. It's like, nope, you can immortalize this. Kawhi in some had way. the third highest scoring playoff run in NBA history. Yeah, no, like, no, no, you can absolutely do it. <laughs> he definitely deserves that. But no, like obviously we need more statues. Like clearly, like there's, there would be great. It's a cool tradition. I love mm-hmm. when guys are immortalized through sports and it just adds to, I think any sporting culture to have it. Yeah. Is there anybody I missed? Mackie? Off the top of my head. No, I think we hit on most of them. What about, what about the Leafs? Well, yeah, no, but like the Leafs Cujo, do it. Cujo, right? But I, no, Cujo's never, never. I think Chris Bosch was the only other one that came to mind, but like mm, he wasn't true. here long no. enough to win anything. No. So, yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. No. Shout out Chris Bosch. Chris oh, Bosch would get screwed over in the statue. He would get like a Ren- Cristiano Ronaldo around. style thing where they would oh, like mess it up and make him not look good. Yeah. <laughs> His face is all like a raptor. Yeah. But TJ Ford zero with the long percent. shorts. Like Cujo, not DJ here. Ford's a good one. Cujo, not here long enough, and also the way he left the Leafs, like no shot, no way, buddy. And again, right now, not a Hall of Famer, so yeah. no shot. Leafs, no, you're an it's original tough 16. Asking, it's tough asking about like yeah. your current Leafs too, well, considering the situation we're all in. No, you can't say current. Yeah, guys. it's just no. well, not what, yet. Obviously, what were you saying, Maggie? Rolling with Amir, Amir Johnson. Ah, right? I loved Amir Johnson. I like how. This hey, what if? Who, all right, this I don't conversation's know, done now. Quickly, we'll I don't know enough. Yeah, Ford. I don't know yeah. enough about uh, TFC. Who would be like the the one TFC Jovinko. guy? Yeah, yeah Jovinko for sure. Tom Sebastian Jovinko. Yeah. Jo- it would go Jovinko as the number one guy, and then probably Michael Bradley and oh Jose Altidore. Yeah. Okay. So I would have Jovinko. Altidore over Bradley, but yeah, Jovinko would be I think the only surefire one. I don't know, me. man. Bradley came in and was like a part of like the big change, and it had like real long here as a player. Yeah, you're, he's been here for a very long time. You're crapping on Michael Bradley. That's really. I'm not crapping on yeah. Bradley. I just would have well, Altador above like him. Yeah, only... sounds, sounds like you are. Josie Altador okay. would yeah. always play like a couple of games and then be hurt. He was hurt a lot. That's like true. injury, man. Javinko's the only surefire. No, Javinko Atomic Ant would be the best, and it would be so great because you'd go stand by the statue just like I did in that picture and look like a giant. So sick. <laughs> I got a picture with him too. God, I should put cool. that. I got to put that picture of me in my you know dating profiles. Yeah, or it's do. just like the girls are like, "How tall are you? Is six eight? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and you show up, and <laughs> yeah, no, I love that photo of me, Jovinko. Anyways, all right, uh, let's do one more thing. What do we got? Uh, liars who lie. So, oh yeah, let's definitely do that. Yeah. So there's a survey um, from Playstar. They surveyed yeah. 1,306 people about lying and people's tendencies and stuff like that from a number of states. Uh-huh. And Per the results, 13% of millennials, so people born between 81 and 96, mm-hmm. admitted to lying at least once a day. Gen Z and Gen X only came in at 5%, mm-hmm. and baby boomers came in at the lowest at 2%. Mm-hmm. So, JD, your generation is among the highest liars, according to this survey. <laughs> okay, I, I just need to say, first of all, that that's completely accurate. I definitely lie once a day. Like, there's no, least, there's yeah. no doubt yeah. about it. But... All I would say, too, though, is that this isn't even a survey about who lies the most. This is a survey of who is the most honest, and that uh, is millennials. Yeah, because yeah. All they're these saying people, they lie. Yeah, I, I lie. think the baby baby boomers saying that they like none of them lie. That is absolute garbage. No, my, my big takeaway from this is Gen Z's lying about how much they lie. Hundred yeah. percent. So I, my number one, exactly. So let me power rank the generations. Clearly. You know, our grandparents' era, greatest yeah. generation, yes. unquestionably. Unquestionably. Yeah. Not Unqu- even close. Dominates the rest yeah. of the field. Not like, even close. it's actually embarrassing what the rest of us have done with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really is. <laughs> no, you're right. You're it right. It really is. It really, really is. No you're question. So right. You know what I say? They set the yeah. bar too high. No, we were way never going to high. <laughs> but they made it too cushy for the boomers. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And the boomers rot. Okay. Like, boomers, oh, my God. You guys, you, like, I know you guys get the most offensive. They hate the term boomers where they're like, don't call us. It's like, you guys rot. 
rot. My oh. parents are in this new adorable era where they're where they just admit they're like, "Wow, we really screwed it up for you guys." And I'm like, "Thanks, guys. Yeah, Thanks know. for at least admitting." No, that's it. <laughs> at least you're self-aware. The boomers, the boomers are by far the most self indulgent, like selfish generation by a million miles. Like it's it's not even close. Gen Z, then I think Gen Z and boomers though, like. <laughs> At least the boomers aren't, they're only personally sensitive to attacks about them. Mm. You guys are sensitive about everything. <laughs> I hate it. So you know, much. like it's... a boomer, it's, it's never their fault for anything. Like it's never, you know, like they are the, the kings and queens of like guilt and living in excess and being handed things like no doubt about it. And getting things and then feeling as though they earn them in a different way that like they are like their parents. And so it's like, no, 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 no. You're the worst. Like boomers, <laughs> I'm telling you, you're horrific. <laughs> But damn! <laughs> oh yeah, no man. But Gen Z still, like you guys are the worst. We're, we're, um, vast majority of yeah. my generation is so. Like soft. I watch, I sit there and watch Euphoria, and I'm like mad all the time. Like, oh, you dudes, guys, <laughs> dude, Euphoria. Like, I just, sit, I just sit there watching Euphoria. The amount of so pissed <laughs> off. The amount of like edits and videos I see from Euphoria yeah. about like it being like inspirational or whatever, uh, whatever. No, I'm that's like, what I mean. You guys me think, sick. yeah, I know, like that's it. <laughs> this makes me sick. Yeah, no. Oh god. What happened to so shame? Much. What uh, happened to shame? That's, that's it. And uh, I, yeah. So yeah, Gen Z boomers, you're both awful, and that's it. Is yeah, like you guys, we suck, and you lie, and so the no, sweet heart millennials, the the second best generation, the only ones kind of holding it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Do you got any Gen X thoughts? We've skipped over Gen X. Gen X is fine. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're, like we're just middle of the road. Gen, you guys Gen are X right. is kind of like you guys are just like around. Yeah, you, they were like you guys Good remember? Job by you. Yeah, they, my they, parents. Yeah, Gen X was kind of like Gen X was kind of like we liked REM to corn, and I was like, right on. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <Good stuff. laughs> cool no, dude. Gen X was pretty chill. Like I, I, I think Gen X is all right. You know. Sure. Yeah. If you're Gen X, I feel like, you know, you never had kids. You got like two dogs and you just like travel around with your boyfriend. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, no, I'm cool. I'm cool with Gen X. You guys are chilling, Gen X. Yeah. Gen X, you're all right by me. <laughs> you're with us in the millennial crowd. But boomers? <laughs> oh. <laughs> why, why we went right back? No, I can't help it. It's just, think about, it's like okay, a Twitch. <laughs> right now, if you're a millennial, think about your parents or aunts or uncles or anybody that you've ever met or like bosses or whatever. And just like, think about their attitude when it's something that's their fault. Or, like, something that you call them out on. Mm. Like, I will say, this is sort of the good thing about, I would say, millennial culture is, like, it's very much, it's, like, a little overly self-aware at times. But whereas I think, like, Gen Z or is a little too much, like, unapologetic for everything they are, where we're overly apologetic a little bit. But I do think that that leads to a little bit more of awareness about, you know, your fellow person and kind of how they're feeling and then a little bit more ownership of, like, the mistakes you make and mm. wanting to be, like, improving, yeah. Self-improvement is like a big thing. Definitely a bit crippling with the anxiety stuff. I think that a lot of people in our age <laughs> group right, feel for sure, but no, nah, I just, I think in general, it's easier to tap in and talk to somebody who is a millennial about a serious thing or call them out on something and get it like a resolution than it is the other, mm-hmm. uh, except for Gen X, Gen X, I, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're going right back Gen X I just think about X, that d- Awesome Man what's the Limbisk Resolver It's like Generation X Generation uh, Oh yeah It's like that's cool <laughs> that's, that's cool Yeah so Fred Durst Generation X Pretty cool yeah. it, it is funny also You don't think Fred this. Durst is cool You're not cool <laughs> You know <laughs> Rocking those huge Osiris Dude, shoes Dude the man Oh Yeah Those are tough I'm waiting so cool. for skate shoes To come back by the way Like the huge ones 
Oh, uh, yeah. No, I used to have a pair of chunky ones. With the, yeah, with the weed pocket in no, the I know, yeah. those, 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 those are sick. sick. Those are sick. I, was, I like how Simon's like, when are skate shoes come back? I'm like tucking my feet under the chair. I'm wearing the Nike. I always oh, wear Nike skates. Oh, the Janoski's are sweet, yeah, yeah. though. The Janoskis but it's just like, I, I, know, I know, awesome. but that's it. It's just like, I wear these, like, I love this model of shoe. They're great. Uh, I'm talking oh, about the huge ones. No, no, no. I know. The it's massive, just, like, DC huge you ones. You can't. You'd never wear that. It's just like, ba- hugely baggy shorts and those. The, pa- the I mean, baggy pants are back. Yeah. Yeah. Baggy pants are back? Baggy pants are back. Yeah, but it's kind of like. They kind of are. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, but I don't I do not wear baggy pants. I, was I say, can't do that. I was actually talking to a friend about this yesterday, mm-hmm. like a female friend of mine, where I went, you know, this kind of sucks because I'm now officially aging out of wearing just, like, I, all I ever want to wear is hoodies and tees. Like, oh, that's yeah. how I feel comfortable. I don't like wearing other clothes, but, right. like, you know, I can see, like, 40, we're not there, but it's like, it's around, you know, like. Don't think about it. It's 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 in a and it's in a place where it's like, oh yeah, I'm closer to forty than thirty. It's just like yeah, it's just like, <laughs> same. It's 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 like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I just, <laughs> just making a joke. <laughs> Simon Idiot. Simon said that, and I was like, ah, oh, same. And then he gave yeah. me a look, and I'm not going to talk anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm smash Gen Z, you little <laughs> idiot. He's like, you Classic guys, Gen Z. You know what? Another thing about Gen Z, not funny at all. <laughs> no, no not. humor that I've ever seen come from just you guys. Bring like, old humor yeah. back. That's all it is. Old guy fashion thing. Just yeah. to, to piggyback on what you yeah. were, I'm assuming, like, going to say. Well, it's just like, I don't wanna wear, I'm never gonna wear suits. Yeah. You know, like I, and of course, like everyone looks bomb in a suit. And if yeah. I had a stylist, if I was a millionaire, I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, give me all the suits and all rocks mm-hmm. and cool jackets and blazers and all I don't feel comfortable. I always feel like a fraud when I'm doing that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going in and talk about sports. Your, your photo on Sportsnet is the is you in the suit. Ooh, nice. and I'd it's do slick. anything to get rid of that photo. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that photo was it's slick. That photo was from like a one-off photo shoot. It sucked too because I actually when that photo when that one happened, it was a backup because we did a photo shoot where I wanted to just wear regular clothes. Mm-hmm. Which I ended up doing for the morning show. You get right. like one or two photo. Fo- you get like one photo shoot every two years here. So I do that one and then they're like, nah, you're too dressed down. We're going to need you to dress up in a suit. I was like, I look like an idiot in a suit. Like, It's so got, funny seeing you in a suit. Though. I have a boy face. I have a boy face. And so when I wear a suit, it looks like I'm, you know, what's that movie where the kid blank check? Or it was like, I'm that. <laughs> like, How did you get your money, son? Like, did your parents dress you for school? It's like, did you tie your own tie? I got a boy face. It's just, it doesn't. It's so funny every time you were on like Kipper and Born or something like yeah. that. And like that photo pops up. I see you every yeah. day. You do not dress like that. And like you in the suit pops no, up. And I'm like, sucks. that's gold. But I'm trying to figure out like what that, the, the bridge is, you know, like, cause mm-hmm. I'm not wearing polos always. Like, it's just, you know, golf shirt. No, God, no. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's that getting that next that next phase of dressing into that age, just like, I don't want to go full dad, you know, like I'm not ready for that. No. And I was saying to someone recently, cause we were actually talking about how baggy jeans are back in like some two thousands. You can't do that if fashion. you're old though. Well, so and here's the thing. I was like, you know what? I'm at the age where like, I'm just now going to dress the same until I'm dead. Like yeah. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get into whatever the new fashion is. I'm going to wear the same cut of pants and like t-shirts yeah. and, <laughs> until I'm dead and gone. Bro, if you showed up in baggy jeans, I oh, would yeah. be cargo like you all day. cargo baggy yeah. like pants and like yeah, absolutely not. Pull your pants up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, I got hit with that. That's another boomer thing. You guys were so bad about our pants being baggy. Yeah, I, I get it. No, At that, all times. You know what? Boomers, I was harsh on you. That was your best take. 
Oh, <laughs> we yeah. We should have pulled our pants up. Yeah. We Our butts were out, and it was not a good look. It was a bad look for us to be always hanging out with our big Joe boxers hanging out. Yeah. Like, that was bad. I'm that assuming was... this happens to you, too. Like, pictures of you in high school pop up, and you're just like, oh, my God, I look like an Dude, I idiot. Had, I had some bad looks. I looked so stupid. I had, I had some... like, a big ginger fro, yeah. and, like, yeah. oh, God, it's I had awful. Some That's tough. Bad awful. looks. I had long, bleached hair. Dude, yeah. I got a lip piercing at one point yeah. down the middle where I was yeah. like, this is cool. Sick photo. No, so bad. <laughs> you, know, you should have got two, like, the, what was it, the, the, the disturbed guy? No, I didn't have, yeah. <laughs> Get down with the sickness! <laughs> no, I couldn't do it. I, could, I, I did have the one. I thought it was badass. And then I had to tape it for sports every single time. And I was like, all right, this has to go. This is just, it's so oh, yeah, stupid. It's I tape on my face. Yeah, it was like right dumb. Because it couldn't take it out. It heals over so quickly, your lip. Yeah. So I'd tape it a lot. Anyway, it was just dumb. Idiotic looks. No, I had... I had like long bleached blonde hair and then I would let the bleach grow out and have roots and it would just be dead hair hanging. I was like, this is sick. Why don't I have a girlfriend? <laughs> like, why did you not text why? me back? Yeah. Why are none of the girls fawning over me and my dead hair? <laughs> <laughs> my dead hair. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, all right. Oh. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Uh, all right. Cool. Let's podcast this sucker. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Uh, and yeah, hit me up anytime, Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkers, especially if you want to play Botano.